Oh, hello. I'm Sketch. And I'm Shades. And this is... The first of many. Yeah. Guys, this was a um, couple people wrote in and uh, requested that uh, we keep you up to date with our personal lives and our uh, our upcoming episodes so that you can prep ahead of time. Love, love a prepper. Yeah. Love a prepper. So uh, I think Shades and I decided that's that's what we're going to do from now on in between our big episodes. Uh, you'll catch us midstream. Yeah, some updates from the GoCo, if you if you would. Yeah, in between uh, locales, traveling, geeking out, multiverse through the multiverse. So uh, yeah, so welcome to our first midstream, first of many. Yeah. What's uh, so, what have um, you been up to, Sketch? I have been. Uh, let's see. I've been watching Dragon Prince season Ooh, two. So that good. Recently came out. Uh, it is. I'm not done with it yet. I have but, uh, already finished the whole series. <laughs> it's nice because it's short, so it's it's easy to get through. It really is. Um, really liking what's happening. All I'm going to say, because this isn't a, the Dragon Prince. No, 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 no. But all I will say is that I I really like the direction the villain is going in this season. Oh, so uh, good. Really enjoying that. Yeah. So good. And uh, I'm also mid Punisher. Uh, season two, or I guess we should say the final season. The final season. Um, let's see. I'm mid. I'm right in the middle of that. I'm. I am enjoying it. I know you said you enjoyed it more than season one. Uh, so far, it hasn't surpassed season one for me. Yeah, I kind of figured we'd be on opposite sides of the spectrum with this. Yeah. Um, I do really like the new character. Yes. Um, yep. Whatever you want to call her, we'll just leave it at that. Uh, and I like a lot of their interplay, but you know, we'll save that for our Punisher. Uh, I think I did enjoy Micro ending. as a character better, however, but I, I like how, the dynamic that she's added. Yeah, she's a good, um, she's a good play off of him. Yeah, I guess they both were, but they're playing two different roles off of him. Yes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. How about you, Shades? What are you? Uh, Geeking out over right, um, now. right now. I just discovered uh, a new sword art series. It's mm-hmm. called Gun Gale Online SAO Alternative. Okay. Um, and I'm really enjoying it. The main character um, is um, it's it's completely devoid of the SAO storyline. It follows all new characters and I'm really enjoying their story. And the main character is like a college aged woman she's like very tall and out of place in japan and she has like this complex about her height and so she plays as um this like very like chibi-esque um cute little girl who wears pink which if you know yeah exactly which if you know anything about gun gale that's automatically hilarious yes um i think it's Uh, really fun easy target you would think so you would think so um but they call her the pink devil. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. So really fun. I'm really enjoying it. And just made me once again, just kind of meditate on what an amazing world SAO is. Is that currently on Netflix? It is our, our Netflix overlords. 
Yeah, both of my recommendations were Netflix. Yeah. And so far, your first recommendation, or not recommendation. Yeah, just what I'm up to. Geek outs. Current geek out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and then the other thing that uh, I'm kind of following right now or geeking out about is not uh, anything yet except rumor and conjecture. They've announced Ghostbusters 3, which they've announced probably five times in the last 15 years. Um, but this is burn you once. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But this is this is real. This so Jason Reitman, who is the son of Ivan Reitman, who produced and directed the very first Ghostbuster movie mm-hmm. and also Ghostbusters 2. And uh, Ivan is now the head of Ghost Corps, which kind of oversees all of Ghostbusters media. Okay. Um, his, his son, Jason Reitman, who's a director in his own right, he just did um, The Candidate with, with Hugh Jackman. Not familiar with it. Um, okay, that's fine. But it was a, so it was like a political satire con- comedy. Ah, that would be why I'm not familiar with yeah. it. Yeah. But um, I, there's a movie that you and I both love that he did, and it's I'm blanking on it right now. I'll do it in the next midstream. Oh, I loved I'm blanking on it. Yeah, I know, right? But so he's written the script. He turned in the draft and Columbia and Sony basically said, go make this movie. And so far, everything he's released about it has been has just blown my mind. It's a direct sequel to Ghostbusters 2. And Mm -hmm. um, it's. It's going to be everyone signed on. It's Melissa a, McCarthy, Leslie <laughs> Jones. Um, so already some controversy. Uh, Leslie Jones was quick to Twitter to uh, dump on it and uh, say that it was disgusting that they were trying to erase her and her castmates in the movie that she made. And I think her quote was like something to the effect of like, "quote This is something that Trump would do. Trump That's would do. Yes, it is. Yeah. Um, Melissa McCarthy." Quote, I'm all in. Can't wait to see it. Paul Feig, um, quote, you know, that he wanted to thank Jason Reitman for supporting him and helping him make movies when he wasn't able to make movies. And so the the cast and crew of Answer the Call seems to be divided on this. Interesting. I don't understand. Once again, I do understand why, but I think it's a I shouldn't say I don't understand. It was cast amongst the 2016 presidential election. Somehow Ghostbusters answer the call came to be like a surrogate for the political campaign, which it shouldn't be a real shame. But this is you asked me if um, off mic, if I had any like thoughts about the last episode, because guys, we talk. We do occasionally (laughs) all the time. What do you have for lunch today? Sketch. I had a salad. I'm, I'm being super good. Wow. And that was it because I didn't have time for the rest of my lunch. But that's. That's that's dangerously close to real world in that is, fake worlds. That is dangerously close. Okay. <laughs> um, I thought about this from the Ghostbuster episode and what I didn't articulate well. Okay, and, lay it on us. Yeah. So Paul Feig, as a director, has thus far made sp- almost parodies of other comedies. He mm-hmm. makes like comedy parodies. So he broke out with Bridesmaids, which was kind of a gender-bent um, uh, Hangover. Ba- uh, hangover yes thank you and mm-hmm. he did um spy which was kind of a gender bent parody of james bond sure um he did um an- another one which just can't he did the heat 
which was kind of, a, a, again, a gender bent kind of uh, buddy cop movie, maybe like um, uh, they did Pain and Gain a couple of years ago or like The Other Guys. Okay. Um, that's kind of his shtick as a director. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if you look object, if you take all of the controversy apart, if you look at his Ghostbusters, it is a very derivative gender bent parody of Ghostbusters 1984. Well, then there you go. And that's why it offended people who loved the original. Yes. It wasn't that like, who cares if the cast were men, women, children, transgender, old people, old, you know, it didn't matter. The thing was that he was delivering a comedy parody and that ignored the original movie entirely and that was like the one thing that legacy fans, fans of the the original movies and the real Ghostbusters, it's the one thing that they said they did not want. Yeah. Do a handoff, the torch, gender bend the cast, it's all fine. Just don't make fun of this thing that we love. And while I don't think that was Paul Feig's att- intention, I, I think the movie speaks for itself in... We, we talked about that at length in the episode. So that's my yeah. two cents. He did yeah. like a parody comedy of Ghostbusters, which is the one thing that the legacy fans did not want. Maybe he just doesn't know how to do other. Well, that's his, that's his shtick, right? We, yeah. we talked about this. If, if you want Spielberg and you can't get Spielberg, you go to Joe Johnston. And I, I think if you want this type of movie, you go to Paul Feig. Didn't Paul Feig do some episodes of The Office? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. So again, that's, parodying a that's uh, kind of his genre. shtick. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So that's my two cents on Ghostbusters. That was three. a little more than two cents. It was. Um, yep. But that's I'm geeking out about everything that they've released so far. It, it, they did a trailer, and this is how like the the care and love that that Jason Reitman's putting into it. They went down to the archives at Columbia Studios and found the original like letter block of the mm-hmm. font that they used in the original Ghostbusters trailer. And mm-hmm. at the end of the teaser for Ghostbusters 3, it says summer 2020. And that was the the paper letter blocks traced onto a black background, which they then cut out, put up a screen behind and lit from the back to create that summer 2020 effect, which is how they would have done it in 1984. Well, there you go. So he's Some also real font love. Well, he's just using, he's even using the film techniques of the 1980s to create this movie. Um, And I really think it's going to be along the lines of like a Stranger Things, a nostalgia piece, Mm -hmm. which you know me, Sketch. Oh, I'm all in. We all know you. I'm all in. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So uh, I I think Ghostbusters fans, new and old, put it to rest. Let's just appreciate that we're. It's 2019. We're still getting Ghostbusters comics and um, audio dramas and movies and maybe even a new animated series um, in which the the uh, answer the call characters uh, could could see a revival in, which I think would be great if you could see like the the real Ghostbusters characters and the extreme Ghostbusters characters and the answer the call characters all cohabitating the same space which they already do in the comics there you go great yeah a real ghostbuster uh update yeah there for us i'm sure there will be many more i'm sure 
many a midstream. Oh, you know what else? Be, uh, you know what else I saw recently? Oh, what else about Ghostbusters? No, not what Ghostbusters. Else? Oh, oh. Hasselhoff, the, uh-huh. the Hoff. Yeah, the Hoff. Yeah, we know who the Hoff is. Recently gave an interview like, yes, I read this this morning about somebody asked him at a con about what's happening with Knight Rider. And he said, mm. just wait and see the Knight Rider rides again. Ooh. What could that mean? Oh, I mean, I I, I feel like that's pretty uh, self-evident. I, I, I think we're getting more Knight Rider. I think we're getting more Knight Rider in like yeah. in 2020. And I just am wondering, is it going to be a series or is it going to be a movie? Hmm. Hmm. He was he was kind of touting that uh, James Gunn thing, like an old man Logan, an old man Nike, Michael. Sure. idea but i i mean i think hollywood's kind of moved on from that yeah and, and we had talked about what really made knight rider awesome was how good michael knight was yeah so i i hope good good guy i hope we get more knight rider series with with michael and and william daniels well it sounds helpful it does i literally read that this morning and i'm geeking out that's pretty cool so uh sketch uh yes yes should we, should we talk about uh, where we're going next week yes guys next week on our full-length episode of geeking out we are finally taking it to the Arrowverse ah! at cw's dc comics themed television shows arrow the flash supergirl legends of tomorrow and specifically we are talking about this season's crossover event dc elseworlds right uh there's a lot there there's a lot there to talk about so we we really try to narrow it down into elseworlds but you know you know us we're gonna talk it all It, it all makes its way in eventually so if you are looking to keep up with us and be current when the next episode comes out check out uh arrow versus elseworlds yeah And if you have big questions about anything we've done on the show thus far or Elseworlds, we would love to hear from you right into the show at go with shades and sketch at gmail.com. Yeah. The benefit of these midstreams is that, um, you know, we, we can address some of these listener BQs right in the episode. Yeah. Uh, Or here in a midstream. Absolutely. So if you if you got your uh, if if you got some big cues just hanging over your head, we'd we'll love give you to some give some sweet A's. Some sweet A's. Yeah. And guys, you know us. If we don't know the answer, Shades will make it up. I'll make yeah. it up. Yeah. Guys, uh, you can also find more exclusive content about the show at our Patreon, as well as take an active role in voting for which episodes we will do on the show next. You can find that at patreon.com slash shades and sketch, as well as help us keep the lights on the GoCo on and running. Multidimensional transportation ain't cheap. It is not. It is not cheap, guys. Especially because we make our way to a lot of Disney properties. It does. Yes. That brings us to the end of this midstream. Midstream. One of us should probably uh, make sure we're on course. Oh, yeah. We're flying. We're flying the straight path to the Arrowverse. And uh, probably have to feed the, the critters in your menagerie. Yeah, they have like a little uh, system set up where they, they press a little pedal. Oh, do you basically have like a, a faux Rube Goldberg machine? Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. amazing. It's f- pretty fantastic. I've cobbled together a lot of the souvenirs we've taken over our many episodes. Um, uh, I'm sorry. What? Yep. 
and uh, I thought, what? Oh. Everyone's just getting along great. Plenty of food. Plenty of love. Just uh, anatomically incorrect statue of David dropping some food. Yep. Into he's there. He's the water fountain. <laughs> yep. All right, sketch on, on that visual, everybody. Yeah. We will see you next week. We'll see you next week for Arrowverse. Thanks for listening. See ya.